You're listening to the Revenge of the Birds podcast, part of the SB Nation podcast network. Hosted by Blake Murphy 7, all about your Arizona Cardinals. All right, this is Blake Murphy with Revenge of the Birds and interviewing today with Anquan Bolden to talk about the FanDuel Fan Fest event. Anquan, first of all, welcome back to the desert. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, what brings you back to Arizona? Uh, FanDuel, <laughs> uh, the Fan Fest. Uh, you know, being able to interact with the fans, uh, catch up with some of my former teammates, Edwin and, and Kurt, um, and just having fun. That's great. Yeah, there's been a huge advent with legalized sports betting. Uh, there's a huge boom with in-person sport books and online. As an athlete and former star, why is it you think that sports betting in particular has such a big draw for people? Um, that's a good question. Um, but I think out here in Arizona, it's been a long time coming, uh, especially with all the casinos like popping up everywhere. Yeah. Um, and just talking to the people that work here, they say this place is busy every day, all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it doesn't hurt to have you know sports franchises that are doing well like the Cardinals and the Suns are doing. I think that, that kind of drives it as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, now let's go back and talk about some of your time with the Cardinals. You know, you're drafted in 2003, you're fourth all-time in receiving for the team. You helped lift the Cardinals into being a legit contender. What sticks out to you the most from your time, uh, especially maybe during that 2008 run? Uh, I think for me, the thing that sticks out the most is like what you said, you know, helping um, take a franchise from the bottom of the NFL and, and eventually be you know, a team playing for a championship. Hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I wear with a, a badge of honor. Um, you know, before I, I tell people, you know, before I before I was drafted here, I had never seen Arizona play on TV. Hmm. Um, wow. And then I get drafted here and, you know, kind of tasked with helping turn the franchise around. And, you know, we were able to do that, you know, with the help of a, a lot of guys that came in. So that's something that I'm proud of. Absolutely. That's great. Now, when the name Anquan Bolden comes to mind, the first word that I think of, at least, is toughness. I think that you help bring a toughness to the Cardinals, bring a toughness to that franchise. That toughness is a big part of, like you said, turning Arizona around. Do you see that same type of toughness in this year's Cardinals team, or why or why not? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you see a resilient group. Um, and just like every every other team in the NFL, you deal with injuries or whatever, but I think the way that they dealt with it this year um, has been a, a, a credit to them. Most teams, when you lose your starting quarterback, you'll probably lose uh, the next three out of four games. But, you know, those guys really rallied around uh, Colt. And, you know, I think they only lost one game with Colt at at the helm. So um, that's saying a lot to be able to lose a quarterback, your starting quarterback, and and still keep the the ship right. I totally agree with that one. Now, you know a thing about winning a title. You're a former Super Bowl champion with the Ravens. Cardinals right now are 10-2. and two. They're atop of the NFC. They still have got Rodgers and Brady, obviously, in the division. Do you think the Cardinals have a legit shot at a Super Bowl this year? Or is it going to be kind of a long-term deal of building themselves up over no, time? I, I think they're built to win right away. Hmm. Um, I think with the weapons that they have in place, um, Calamari to him, I think they're built to win right now. Um, I mean, yeah, you have, you have Brady. In the, in the NFC, and you have Rodgers, but I think, you know, the Cardinals have a pretty good success rate versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, so you know about that. At yeah. Least. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but like I said, I think they're built, you know, they play, they can score points and they can keep people from scoring. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they can, they can stifle your running game, and I think those are the things that really count. Um, 
in the latter months of the, of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk some Kyler Murray then. At least you mentioned him. He's been sensational for Arizona this season. Uh, a lot of people say that you can't talk about Kyler without talking about his Texas high school football record. He went undefeated in high school. You're actually something of a high school football legend in Florida yourself, at least. A lot of people don't know you play quarterback for the team. I believe you're one of the Mr. Football. Yes. Uh, what was kind of at least as far as what that transition like from quarterback to receiver for you going into uh, your career in Florida State? Um, you know, being a, being being a quarterback throughout my entire uh, high school career made the transition a lot easier. Because um, I think you know when you're a quarterback, you see things from a big picture point of view. Mm. Um, you understand what what everybody is doing as opposed to just knowing your position alone. Sure. Um, as a quarterback, you have to know blocking schemes. You have to know what each receiver, what route each receiver is running. You have to know what the running back is doing, if he's protecting, if he's you know free releasing. Um, so for me, it helped me a lot to, to see the big picture and understand why was I running a certain route. Um, it wasn't just, oh, I have a slant route or I have a post route, but it was more so why am I running this route? Because most times you're running the route to get somebody else over. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. With this week, we have the high school football championships are in Arizona, at least for that. So that's where it ties in as far as for high school career, college career. What advice would you give to some of those guys who are, you know, putting it all on the line, trying to win that championship this week as like a high school player? The world is wide open for them. What advice would you give, at least, to some of those high school players that are you know, trying to figure out the next step in their football careers? I would just tell guys to make the most of the opportunity and enjoy it um, because this opportunity doesn't come around often. Um, it's not every every year that you have the opportunity to play for a championship, and it's something that you'll remember for the rest of your lives. Um, although you may be 14, 15, 16 right now, um, whether you win or lose, you will remember um, this game, even when you're 40 years old, so make yeah. the most of it. Ah, that's great. That's great advice. This year, the Cardinals selected a receiver in the second round, Rondale Moore. Steve Kime, the Cardinals GM, called him the most impactful receiver he's seen in camp since, of course, you, Antoine Bolden. Obviously, he didn't say he was better. <laughs> he just said that he was the most impactful since. What would be something that you say that you wish you would have known as a rookie or would have done, or maybe even just advice for that rookie second rounder coming out of Purdue that you would be able to say, at least for him, as he joins what's already been a really fast-paced, hard-moving Cardinals team? Man, that's a good question. I think um, I think our situations are different, though. Um, mm. He's coming in to a situation where he has a lot of veterans. Um, he has A.J. Green. He has D-Hop, um, who are the, you know, the two leaders on that in that receiver group. Um, I came into a situation where <laughs> I was looked upon as like a veteran in my rookie year. Um, I didn't have the guys that I can lean on um, who had that experience um, and who were uh, veterans of my group. So um, a lot was put on my shoulders, I think, for him. I would just tell him to learn as much as you can from those two guys. Um, they've been around, they've done it for a long time, um, and they know what it takes to be real professional. So. You know, just take as much as you can from them right now because you won't always have that. And someday, you know, you'll have guys looking at you um, for that leadership. So make the most of it. I think that's great advice, at least overall. So hopefully you're hearing that, Rondale, right? <laughs> uh, let's talk a bit with this year in 2020, 2021, there's been tons of people having to overcome adversity, a lot of struggles and trials, at least overall in the world. What are some of the things, at least, if you had to overcome a lot of adversity in 2008, where I think it was you had to fractured like parts of with your um, with your nose, had to come back in only just a couple of weeks for the most part to help get the team 
and still elevate them to a Super Bowl. As someone who's overcome a lot of that adversity, what do you think would be areas of just general advice for people who maybe, you know, took a hit during the pandemic at least? I ended up losing a job during the pandemic. A lot of other people I know have had other struggles. What are some of the ways that people can do in their own lives to overcome some of those different struggles or tragedies that they may have had? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing is just to, to continue to push. Um, you know, I know anybody in life at, at, at some point you're going to endure um, hardships, um, things that are not favorable to you. Um, but I think the, the thing that you can't do is, is give up. You know, in my household, um, quitting was never an option. Um, so we always had to persevere. We always had to push. And I think, you know, the older I get, that's one of my, my, my favorite words, the word persevere. Um, and you continue to push even when it, even when you don't know what the end will look like. And I guarantee you, if you, if you persevere and you continue to push through, you'll like the end results. That's great. You spent some time with, um, you're spending time with your teammates this week, at least some former teammates with the FanDuel Fan Fest. What are some stories, at least, that stick out to you? Uh, you don't have to throw anyone under the bus, obviously, at least, but what are some stories, at least, from maybe times with Kurt or Edge or other of those players that you may be spending time with at the Fan Fest this weekend? Either stories or just the impact that maybe they had on their life, or maybe a time where you were able to speak into their life at some point since you yeah, had such I, a long I, career. I think, you know, the thing that I remember most is just, you know, the camaraderie that we have between between all of us. Um, you know, Edrin is a guy that I sought out. Um, and at the time, you got to think, Edrin was with uh, Reggie Wayne, and he was with um, Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. And for me, it was, you know, we had me, Kurt, and Fitz, and I'm just trying to figure out a way that we can get a back like that, um, you know, to the Valley, and which was tough, you know, leaving the situation that he was in. He was drafted to Indy, um, had been with those guys for, for quite some time. Um, but I wanted to make sure that we had a, a back in the valley that people respected, um, that can draw people to the box as opposed to, you know, playing two high safeties every <laughs> every down. Um, so, you know, Edron is a guy that I recruited, you know, in all seasons when we had charity events that both of us attended, you know, I was always being his ear like, hey, man, what do you think about coming to coming to Arizona, coming to Phoenix and playing with us, whatever. And it eventually worked out. Um, and I was happy that he came out and played with us. And, you know, he was one of those guys who helped change the, the culture um, out here in Arizona and the mindset that guys had. Um, so, you know, I'm forever grateful of my time with him and, and, and Kurt. Absolutely. Nothing you love better as a receiver than having a strong run game so you can get that one-on-one -on -one coverage down the field for big plays. <laughs> Makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's go and talk a little bit. You've been partnered with a lot of other organizations and you've even transitioned into um, a lot of full-time uh, advocacy, a lot of charity work at least. What are some of the current projects that you have at least as far as what's in the works right now or areas at least that you've been passionate about for projects? Um, you know, social justice has been something that I've been passionate about um, for, for quite some time now. I lost a, a cousin at the hands of a law enforcement officer after he broke down on the side of the road. Um, and for me, you know, Breaking down on the side of the road in this in this country should never cost you your life, um, especially at the hands of law enforcement who are sworn and protect, or who are sworn to protect us. So um, that's been a mission of mine, you know, since that happened six years ago. And you know, we're really um, just trying to make sure that the world that we live in is fair for us all, no matter what skin color you have, um, no matter what your background, your culture, 
um, religious beliefs or anything. So just trying to make sure that people are treated equally across the board. Absolutely. I think that's something everyone should be able to get behind. Uh, Let's ask one of the big questions. You retired as a Raven. You spent the majority of your career in Arizona, and there's a lot of Cardinals fans who like, like, Anquan should be in the ring of honor. Like, he's one of the great Cardinals we have. We should respect and honor him. How do you feel about that? Like, is it a spot where you think that's accurate? Is your identity more tied to a team like the Ravens? Or is this a spot where all of these teams just is part of what makes up Q? Yeah, I think, you know, every everywhere that I've played is made made up a part of who I am. But, you know, it started here in Arizona. You know, I played, I was drafted here, spent my first seven years here. Like I said, I was happy to help change around an organization who, wasn't seen in the same light that it's seen in today. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, if I was able able to go in the ring of honor, ring of honor, it would be a it would be an honor for me. Um, every time I stepped on the field, um, I gave it my all, and I hope that the fans can appreciate that. You know, my my relationship with the fans have never changed. You know, every time I come to Phoenix, um, it's always welcoming. Um, it's always a warm welcome. And, you know, I try to express that same gratitude to them. Yeah, absolutely. There's still Anquan Bolden jerseys I'll see going down to the game day. It's just one of those classic, more timeless things, at least of people remembering those times. Uh, but the main reason we're here today is to talk about the FanDuel and especially the Fan Fest. So that's one of the partnerships that you have had. What are some of the events that are going on this weekend that fans should know about and that can expect? Yeah, there's a Fan Fest that is being held in Scottsdale this weekend. This is an opportunity for fans to come out and be interactive with the players, uh, myself, Edrin, and Kurt, um, to name a few. I mean, there'll be a live concert by Nelly um, towards the, the closing of the, the day. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of uh, competitions that you can come out and be involved in, quarterback competitions. There's an axe-throwing competition if you like that stuff. Uh, guys can run the 40-yard dash, pop shots. So it's a day of fun um, for the fans. That's great. Now, I was going to say, I think you're taking on Edge in an axe-throwing competition. Is that yes. where it is? All right, so if I was going to go on a fan duel, and there's not odds there for the axe-throwing competition, <laughs> I wish there was, but if there were for that one, what should I bet on? Is it like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and just, like, you know, straight bet on you for that one, put it all down? Or is it a spot where maybe you would hedge the bet a little bit? How comfortable and confident are you with the axe-throwing? Yeah, I think you would have to go with the former quarterback on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. They also have Kurt Warner and Zachary Levi will be there. He's got, of course, his movie with the uh, American Underdog coming out, at least for the most part. It's going to be a great time. Uh, what else is there, at least as far as for if you had to sell someone on FanFest for anything or any other reason, what would be the biggest thing you would say to them as to why they should come out? The thing I'm looking forward to most is the food trucks. Um, so I don't know how people out here feel about it, but you know, anytime I can find a good food truck, um, it's, it's almost like having some of your, your favorite restaurants right next to each other. And you can order off one menu and get all of them. So um, that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Great. So we've got all sorts of like either drills, a concert, you got food, you've got axe throwing at least, you've got all sorts of Q&A. Uh, this is all going to be December f- uh, uh, Saturday, December 11th, 1 p.m. Westworld, Scottsdale. What's the cost to get in? It's free. Okay, so it's free. How do you get into the event? You just go online and, and, and get the tickets. You go to fanduel.com and you get your tickets on. Fantastic. Hey, that wraps up all the questions for today. Thank you so much for your time, Anquan. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you.